With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That crazy. On Saturday! It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And trust me, go to YouTube and subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit that dislike button. It doesn't matter. Let's get this engagement up because the page is growing. We growing. So let's keep it moving. Lots to get into today. Lots of NFL Deshaun Watson, things are getting a little dicey. Phone a friend is back as well, so we're definitely going to have some good conversations there. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. I'm sure being an athlete is tough. I'm sure it is. There's a, a level of scrutiny. There's a level of exposure. You know, some people don't have the privacy that they want and everybody's always sticking a camera in their face asking for an autograph or a picture it's tough being an athlete i understand that but what i don't understand is why athletes don't learn from other athletes transgressions why don't they see a guy that's going through something and say you know what i'm gonna learn from that and never put myself in a situation like that Athletes just never learn. You hear stories about them getting caught up in some type of cheating scandal or sexual allegation scandal or whatever it is. But I'm just, I don't know why they don't get it. You are in the public eye. You're not an average Joe anymore. You are a top-notch level athlete. You are in the 1%. So everybody's going to try to get close to you for different reasons, whether it be for positive or negative, to try to set you up or to expose you. And Why aren't athletes more careful? I just, that's what I want to know. Are they not listening to advice? Are they... Are they not seeing the trends that are going on? Or maybe they just don't care. Maybe they're like, well, man, that happened to that dude, but it ain't going to happen to me. Really? If you keep operating the way you operated when you were 22 years old or 15 years old, thinking that you can be able to fly under the radar, I got news for you. You can't. That type of living is over. So you got to move differently. The one athlete I always idolized in regards to how he approached the media was Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter always gave the vanilla answers. You know, it's all about team, it's all about team, blah, blah, blah. And he never gave anybody a soundbite. It was always the same type of interview. 
And when he was in the public eye, he made sure that he looked a certain way, dressed a certain way. He hung out with certain uh, type of people. He knew that people were watching him all the time. And he moved like a professional athlete is supposed to move. Your private life, private. Your social life, what you want people to see. Like, that's that's the way Derek Jeter moved. To this day, nobody really knows what his exploits were or weren't because that's how he kept it. I think the older I get, the more I realize that athletes are just... They're just guys with money. Like, some of these people don't ask to be rich. They don't ask to be, you know, heroes or idols for children and all that stuff. They're just just regular people. And, yes, people do make mistakes. I'm not trying to say that an athlete needs to be perfect. But you also have to move differently. You can't move like, like you're still in the hood. You can't move like... You move when you were in college, when you had no money in your pocket. Like, it's just, it's different. The people that you hang out with, the quality of your associates, your business associates, your business practices, all of these things are scrutinized. It's reported. It's talked about. So on podcasts like this one, constantly, constantly in the media. So... Why aren't these athletes more prepared? Maybe what needs to happen is more education in high school, in college. Maybe the agent themselves needs to invest into some type of program to enlist that athlete in when they sign. Something. Because we're just seeing <laughs> we're just seeing reports and you're hearing stories and Things are being exposed. It's just like, it's like Groundhog Day. It feels like Groundhog Day because every year it's like the same thing or every few months it's the same thing. When will they learn? I'm not going to mention Deshaun Watson until later on in the show. I'll discuss that later on, you know, because it just keeps getting worse and worse by the day. These guys just do it to themselves. I just don't, I don't understand. And that's why I'm saying, where's the education? Where is the entourage? Where's the people that can be able to say to these guys, yo, that's not a good idea. I don't think that you should be doing that, bro. I don't think that that's a smart thing to do. Maybe we should go through another avenue in regards to getting this particular service. But these dudes are wild, man. These, they just don't, they don't understand. Feels like high school. Like nobody's learning. Nobody's learning from mistakes. <laughs> like if I was an athlete, I'd have, <laughs> I'd have like a, like a screening agency, for you to even have a conversation with me. It, 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 like no, not just gonna be no average Joe schmo, hitting me up or. Like, I'm going in my DM. Like, I'm such and such. Like, no, I'm not doing that. What do you think? That that person that you going in their DMs is going to keep it quiet? They're going to tell everybody. Yo, look who hit me up. 
Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And all these athletes, you know, they think they are, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah let, let's sign an NDA. All right, that's cool, but not all of these dudes think that way. Not all of these dudes are smart and business savvy. Like I said, big money, hood mentality. Big bank account, hood mentality. It's you gotta you gotta expand. You're in a new tax bracket. You have to behave as such. I remember when Brett Favre was here with the Jets, and he was over here wilding, <laughs> showing dick pics and all that. Like, dude, was crazy. You Brett Favre, man. Like, what what, you, what are we doing? You Brett Favre. Like, you're not supposed to be doing that. That's for. Harry that lived down the street that's trying to do a thing. Like he he, he trying to shoot his shot. You Brett Favre, you come on, man. So this is why I don't. I just don't get it. I don't understand. I I guess because men are gonna be men. Like you always gonna like do something that's just dumb because you're not thinking in the moment. You just reacting. <laughs> I that that I understand too. But like I said, you're an athlete. You gotta. You gotta change. You gotta. You got to be able to adapt to your new environment, your new way of living, your new status. You're not just Harry Callahan that works at the 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 Denny's down the street. Nah, I remember when Anthony Weiner got caught up. <laughs> Anthony Weiner, you know, he was he was supposed to be the next up, leveled up. And was out there wilding. I just don't, I don't get it. You know, he's not an athlete, but still a celebrity in some way. I just, it's just, it always tends to just come back to, gotta be better. You gotta know what's going on. You gotta, you gotta not put hubris in it. Like, everybody is always like, yeah, that ain't gonna happen to me. He he was stupid. Nah, I, I, I move differently. No, you don't. You just didn't encounter the one that was going to jam you up. Simple. Y'all people need to start learning y'all lessons, man. Just just be better. Like, Stop thinking that everybody just has to bow down at your feet because you're such and such. Nah, you got to respect people and you got to act accordingly. Just because you got money don't make you less of a creep. Ask Harvey Weinstein. Coming up after the break, phone a friend on a Saturday. It's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. So let's get to my favorite segment, Phone a Friend. Call him up, 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 call him up. 
Call him up, call him up, call him up. Competing for a reason, trying to stay undefeated, yeah. Call him up, call him up, call him up. Call him up, call him up, call him up. Call him up, call him up, call him up. Game of the season, don't lie, we're all leaving, yeah. Who we have on the show today is a good friend of mine. I've known him over 20 years. That's crazy to even say. Kind of dates my age a little bit. My man, Jeffrey Jean Lewis, welcome to the show, my man. What's going on, brother? How you doing today, man? Real happy to have, have you on the show. I've been watching you for a little while. You're doing your thing, man. I hope I can keep up. <laughs> Listen, man, you can always keep up, man. Sports sports is universal. Everybody has their own take, man. I just I just put it on wax, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I hear that, man. I hear yeah. that. So uh, I, I guess we'll start with, you know, the, the the sport that dominates the conversation in everybody's house and everybody's barbershop. You know, besides the NBA, it's the NFL, right? And, Almighty NFL, baby. Right. And, and you know, free agency has, has been pretty interesting so far. I think, you know, you're a Patriots fan, and you see the past. They've done a lot of good stuff. Um, but what other team kind of sticks out in your head in regards to who has, who has done well in free agency? Well, with this free agency, I'm actually looking at it a little different because I think a lot of teams did their thing. Of course, you have the Patriots. They're going to be the heavy hitters, the winners of free agency. Just so many moves from where the team was last year. So, of course, in everyone's eyes, they're going to win. Um, of course, we got to talk about the Super Bowl champs, the Bucks. They did their thing. They retained most of their roster. Right. Uh, Tom Brady always giving back money. Definitely helps. So the fact is that they were able to retool theirs. I kind of want to lean towards them. But there's a lot of unsung heroes. I got to be honest, nobody's talking about the Packers. They never make a huge free agency splash, but they could have definitely let um, their running back go. And I think that would have changed the dy dynamic of the team completely. So I'm really proud of them for keeping that together. Uh, as far as losers, <laughs> I'm definitely automatically going to say Houston. We don't know what's going on over there, bro. They're, they're, they're giving up their best players, picking up average players at best. And that's not even with the Deshaun Watson thing. Even if he was staying there, I'd be perplexed at their offseason moves. But no, nah, I think a lot of the teams are moving pretty forward pretty well. Uh, I, like the, I like what Miami's doing. I think they're going to compete in the division with the Bills and the Patriots. So I think that's going to make that division finally fun because, you know, the Patriots just stomped everybody out. Right. Um, I like what the Giants have done with signing Kenny Galladay. Everybody's like lukewarm on the Giants, and I definitely am too. But I like the coach, and I like their line, and I think with a good coach and a good line, you can you, you can do a lot of things. Well, I'm not sold on Daniel Jones yet, but he's a young QB. They age like fine wine. I, I'm, I'm gonna give him another year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dump one. But I actually like that they went out and they recognized, hey, we got this guy in here. Let's try to give him a number one weapon so we can truly evaluate them. Because so many times quarterbacks get cut before you can really see what they do. And I like the fact that they give him a chance. So I really like them too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good point that you made about the Giants in regards to, you know, Daniel Jones. I don't think he has an excuse right now. I think, you know, they've given him what he needs to be successful. Competent line, uh, number one receiver. Hopefully he can stay healthy. But, you know, Daniel Jones ends up turning the ball over a ton this season and they end up not making the playoffs due to his poor play. Then the Giants will have no choice but to kind of move on. I mean, obviously the draft class for the you know next year's quarterback class is not that strong but i still think even in a down quarterback year i think that they'll still put their 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 hat in the ring and see what they can be able to be uh find because you know if daniel jones can't get it done with this particular team i i, 
I really don't know what to say about him because for for the most part, he has small hands as a quarterback, and you already know. I don't know how you can be able to throw the ball when you have children, like you have kid like hands. So you know he's already at a disadvantage. So if he turns the ball over at a, at a yeah, at a, I think that's where the fumbling problem's coming from. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like you know he gets hit and that ball just comes out. So you know it's just like me playing my kid. If he has something in his hand and I tackle him, it, that ball is coming out. You know what I'm saying? So they they have a they have a peculiar situation with Daniel Jones and. But we'll see. We'll see what what happens. In regards to the Pats, I agree with you 100. percent You know they are they are the talk of the uh, of free agency. The Packers th- that you mentioned keeping Aaron Jones was a was a number one times a thousand priority. Like they could not lose a guy like that. But what I also don't understand with Green Bay, it's year after year <laughs> after year, Jeff that they don't address their wide receiver situation, whether it be in free agency or the draft. I, I don't get it. I don't understand why they look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers and say, yeah, you're great, but I guess we're just not going to give you any weapons to make you even better. I know quarterbacks like Brady, Breeze, they just continue to give them weapons. Ah, you're old, but we're going to keep giving you stuff. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, they take things away from him. I, I just don't. Instantly, because they take away good offensive linemen. As soon as these guys get great, they're like, "Oh, you're great. Let, let's trade you for something else." Right. They, it, it, it's never. That's why I've always given him a pass in a way, because if you talk talk to the, to people about quarterbacking and who is the best, his name automatically always comes up. The right. guy throws a pretty ball. He's heady. You know, he, he's a great QB. Right. But I feel like consistently, his team has let him down from the Mike McCarthy years to even this past. Playoff game. Last two years, yeah. Last two. yeah. But even the last game, you, you, the guy's at the 12 yards line. It's Aaron Rodgers. If we're going to lose that game, right. we're going to lose that game on his hands. Right. So, I mean, like, you're, you're right. I'm very surprised they haven't gone after OBJ. Um, they, they do a pretty good job drafting, but at the end of the day, sometimes that outside spark can really carry the team. And that's why I actually put them this, this season because – the seasons in the past, they would have let uh, their running back go. They would have let him right. get out of here. So that's why I put them on my list this year because it's like, okay, we we finally see that we have the goal. Let's try to keep some things around him rather than just drafting and developing, which is great, but it just doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. Maybe they uh, highlight some of the Steelers wide receiver coaches so that the people that they draft can turn to those guys because Steelers just be cranking them out. But uh, yeah. with, with, the, with the Packers, like I said, I'm, I'm really what do you think is going on with the Steelers uh, uh, next season? Because I think they're a really confusing and perplexing team. I could say in the past five years, every single time I've looked at them in the beginning of the season, I'm like, okay, this team can go to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, they really always fall flat. So what are your expectations for the Steelers this coming season? Because I've really been thinking about it. I don't have any. I, I, don't, I just – they are a team that is probably one of the biggest enigmas in, in all of football is that they have a Hall of Fame quarterback, but – what are you going to get out of that Hall of Fame quarterback year to year as he gets older? Because the thing is, when you look at Ben Roethlisberger, you look at his body of work, it's amazing, right? He's done a lot of great things, but his body is breaking down as the years go on. Like, he, I think he's, what, 36? He's an old 36. And you know, that's when... That's yeah. when quarterbacks used to break down. Right, right. Everybody's so looking at time and like, oh, 41, 42, 43. Right. Ben, ben is kind of the, the rule, not the exception. Right, exactly. He's He came from the older model of quarterback where you got hit a lot, 
by 36, you're kind of shot. You know, I don't know if he's going to be able to to kind of bounce back, man, because they lost James Conner, right? They're not going to have James Conner anymore. Uh, they brought Juju back, which was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and, and they didn't even sign him for a long-term deal. They gave him a one-year deal. When, and, and, you know, we're hearing reports of saying that he turned down bigger offers from Kansas City and – and I think he's t- uh, turned down a multi-year deal from the Eagles. But it's like, if you're going to stay with the Steelers, why not lock up a long-term deal? So I just feel that the Steelers are, they're not too sure about Juju. And they're right to do so. You know, they're going to say, okay, cool. Let's come back for one year and see what you can be able to do. But we are not ready to give you wide receiver one money before you can kind of prove that. Because let's talk about Juju's production since AB has left. Yep. He's going down the toilet. Like yep. everybody, everybody was talking about how great Juju looked when you had a, you know, borderline Hall of Fame wide receiver on the other end getting double teamed and triple teamed. Juju had a great year. But once AB left, everything changed. So now we can kind of see where AB was, was going when he was kind of mad when the team, you know, gave Juju the team MVP award that year. You know, we were, everybody was kind of like, Yo, A.B. bugging. I don't know why he acting like this. But now yep. we understand A.B. was like, yo, this guy got all of his stuff because of me. So and and he's been proven right. So I, I like I said, I just don't know where the Steelers go. They lost Bud Dupree. They 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 they're losing a lot of guys. And I don't know if they have enough to be able to compete, because let's talk about this year. This year was kind of fluky for the Steelers. Right. They they Sorry. were 11 and 0. They were 11 and 0. But. Everybody who saw the Steelers play, they were like, "Yeah, they're not." No one legit. believed in them. They're not legit. <laughs> yeah, no they're like, they like, the, they were like, they, they were like the Utah Jazz of football. You know what I mean? Like Utah has the best record in the league, and nobody cares about Utah. That's nobody. exactly the way Pittsburgh, how 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 they were viewed last year. I was the only one that was on that Pittsburgh train. Like, yeah, I like the way they look. They're tough. They're gritty, and then they ended up like just falling by the wayside because they did not have enough offense. And right now, you look at the team, they still don't have enough offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's nothing really to say about them because they haven't gotten any better. They haven't gotten any better at all. And the thing that I find really strange about the, the Lev Bell, Antonio Brown, Juju situation in a way, people from your couch, people who sitting on their couch can be like, I like Juju, but he's not better than A.B. Right. I like Juju, but he's only getting this because A.B. is getting these double right. receivers. How come the coach didn't see that? <laughs> so now I can't speak for A.B. because he did some some wild stuff. I understand that. So. That's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> That's my guy, too. But I, I understand, like, he, at, at some point, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But they did, they did let Juju get to the point where he thought he was the number one before yes. really checking him and saying, hey, Absolutely. you know, it's because of this guy that you're getting this type of coverage, because of this guy that you're open. So it's funny that... Me and you and, and millions of people could be sitting on their couch and be like, what? And then, like, the, the Steelers do that move anyway. Yeah. But not for you, brother. The Cowboys, what is going on with the Cowboys? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not a Cowboy hater. I, I'm a Cowboy hater of the fans because you guys are unbearable. You're yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. few fans I can actually talk to. Yeah, we're bad. We're bad. We're bad. But, like, this team, again, perplexing. They have, they have good players all around. <laughs> And they always do. Cowboys always field a pretty good team. I mean, you never look at them like, oh, these guys are going to win three games, blah, blah, blah. But, like, 
Like just never. What's up with you? You tell me, bro. From a from from a fan's point of view, you tell me what's going on. Cause I want I want to show them love. They got a black QB. I'm feeling Dak. He got his money. I'm behind him. I was arguing for him. Right. But like I'm still looking at the team again. I'm like, I might have been too loud with that Dak love. <sighs> here's here's my thing with my my trusted beloved Cowboys. The problem with Dallas is that they've paid a lot of guys that they shouldn't have. Jalen Smith shouldn't have got his money before anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lamarcus. I mean, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. He 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 was a great guy. He got his money, and I'm not, I'm not going to knock De- Demarcus. He, you know, he was a top lineman. Get his money. Yeah, they pay pass rushers anyway. Yeah. So I'm right, not... right. Yeah, that's not that's not a huge deal for me. The Zeke contract was a big deal for me. Crazy. I did not I did not want Jerry to do that, but Jerry Jerry has a history of taking care of his players. That's fine. I I don't have an issue with that. Here's my problem with how Jerry goes about free agency is that Jerry does not like to pay for guys that are not his own. Yeah. He likes homegrown talent. He's going to reward homegrown talent. Amari Cooper is probably one of the the rare breeds that will get a big contract out of Jerry, you know, being a, being a yeah. plant. And not, that was more of a product of the bidding war. I right, don't know if exactly. Washington didn't step in, he probably wouldn't have got that kind of money. Exactly. The fact that he understood that Dak needed his number one receiver, this was more of like, okay, I, I don't know if I can be able to lose him because what is Dak going to look like without Amari Cooper? So, you know, I understood that part of it as well, and he overpaid for him. My thing is that when you always look at Jerry Jones over the last few years in free agency, he waits. He waits, he waits, he waits because he's a bargain bazaar shopper when it comes to NFL free agency. He will wait for a guy to be on the market for a while, the price drops, and then he'll go ahead and get him on a one-year deal. So that and, – and the thing is, you get what you pay for sometimes. If a guy's on the market for a long time, that means that there's not a lot of interest there. And there's a reason why there's not a lot of interest there. So when you bring in a guy like that on a one-year deal and it doesn't pan out, well, what did you expect? You know, this is how Jerry goes about it. And it's not it's not a smart way to go about free agency. Like, for example, the we, we just uh, signed Ke- uh, Keanu Neal, right? Yeah. I like the deal. I like him, but he's coming off a, a, an Achilles injury. What is he going to be? Then I'm hearing I'm hearing rumors about him maybe able uh, possibly converting over to linebacker. I'm like, yeah, that almost never. Works. I just I just don't I don't know what's going on. So. I'm 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 just perplexed. I'm I'm literally banking on the draft for the Cowboys. I'm I'm yeah, cause, that cause they go least. and be smart because you know Will McClay, Jerry Jones, that scouting department has done really really well over the last five or six years. So if they can continue, I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Jerry always puts uh, good players on the field. He just doesn't get out of his coach's way. Right. But I, you know, M- McCarthy has had. Issues with because I was an Aaron Rodgers fan. I felt like after they won their first ring, I personally felt like McCarthy got a little lazy. And this is like six or seven years before before that that came out. But the reason I really want to ask about the Cowboys because I was looking at all the divisions, and so the NFC East is always very cyclical. Like nobody ever wins a division twice in a row. Washington won last year, I believe. Philly won the year before. Cowboys the year before. It should be the Giants here. I'm not going to hate on them, but I just don't see that happening. So I'm looking at this division is right for the Cowboys to win it. Whatever happens in the playoffs happens in the playoffs. You're going against the best team. I think it really is an accomplishment just to even make it. And I really want to bank on them to be that NFC East team this year. 
I just feel like with everything even laid out at their feet for them to be the number one in in the NFC East, I just feel like I, I can't trust them, bro. Yeah, I, and also too, Washington has made some really good moves, man. Like they 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 signed uh, what's my man name? Uh, Curtis Samuel. That was a good deal. <laughs> you know, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Was Fitzmagic his money? So you yeah. know. You know, that Washington is not going to be a team that just roll over. They have a good young defense. They're going to be better next season. Chase Young is going to be all over the field. So, you know, I it's not going to be a cakewalk like how everybody thinks it is. And I think the Giants are going to be a little better than what people think they, they're going to be as well. So it, it's going to be a dogfight. I think the only team that's not going to really compete in the NFC East next year is the Eagles because you look at that team, it's scorched earth over there. And when you have a <laughs> when you have a head coach like Nick Sirianni, I I, I yeah I don't I don't know I, I don't I don't know what to think of them. Also, the fact that they got Jalen Hurts and now they're thinking about bringing in a quarterback for competition. Well, super weird, man. I, it just that just team really weird. fell apart after yeah. Week 16. Like they like they were already it was a bad year. It is what it is. But they like really fell apart after yeah. Week 16. Like what? Yeah. Dumpster fire, complete, <laughs> complete dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, it's like getting fired on your day off. It's like the off season's right. right there, right there, and then the the train just falls apart. It yeah, was, was... yeah. I, I don't know how Howie Roseman still has his job. I just don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't really understand how a GM can be able to make all of these bad decisions and still wake up and still have a job. I just, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not advocating for people to get fired, but if there was somebody. That needed to get fired. Howie Roseman. Yeah, prime I, candidate. You know what I'm saying? Prime so, candidate. Yeah, man. It's just, I, I don't know. The NFC East is going to be more exciting than a lot of people think. I think it's going to be very competitive. I think it's going to be an interesting division where you're going to see some somebody come up with you, which you never really expected. So, you know, we'll see, man. But what are your thoughts on... Like I said, you're you're a Patriots fan. Yeah. I've never, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've never seen Cam Newton at any stage of his career have this many weapons. Yeah. And you agree with that? Yeah, wholeheartedly, easily. So right. So so with that, can we expect Cam Newton to to be productive this year? Because when we look at the season last year, he did not have a good season. It, it was a miserable season for Cam Newton last year, and they still finished seven and nine. So that's yeah. kudos to the organization to be able to, you know, they 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 did some things well. They didn't do some things well in regards to putting some skill positions on the offensive side of the ball. But, you know, I can see, like, you know, Cam lost them – I would say three or four football three games, three games. That's so, right. So if you put that like that's automatically 10 wins, possibly 11 wins, they're, they're a playoff team. So where do you, where do you see the Patriots landing this season? Do you think that they're going to be a force in the division again? And as well as the AFC. Um, yeah. And this is sounds quarterback. So some teams are tractors, some players are trailers. So some teams do the pulling, they'll pull the quarterback, they'll pull the running back, they'll pull the wide receiver. Other times the quarterback, the running back, or the wide receiver is pulling the team forward. Right. Cam, Cam, Cam is not a tractor anymore. He's a trailer. Right. He's going right. to be getting pulled forward by his team. But it's a heck of a team. I think, like you said, the fact that Bill Belichick won seven games last year, I often joke that he should have been coach of year. It's a joke. Right. But it's a good one. Like that that roster was not very good. No. Eight missing starters. 
you had a couple practices you had to you had to take off because of COVID related issues, and then your quarterback was out for COVID related right, issues. Right. So I have to believe that the team is going to be better. I have to believe that Cam is going to be better. But let's just be honest. Cam has never been the picture of accuracy. Never. That's, that's never. not his, that's never been his strength. I think he's probably hit 60% a couple of times a in his couple career. Times. Right. He's always been there with the like mid 50s, maybe early six. Like, you know, it's just he's never been an accurate quarterback. Just put it like that. Yeah. yeah. So, but my thing, he's never been an accurate quarterback. He's had multiple winning seasons and he's been an MVP. Right. So He's not going to throw you back-breaking interceptions. He's not going to put the team in a field position that you can't get out of. I think as I don't, I don't think he's super heady. I don't see him change a lot of plays. I don't see a lot of plays where it's like, oh my god, Cam's brain like tricked the defense. And but I think if you play within a system like the Patriots, it's a super complicated system. It's his second year. I think Belichick has something like as an itch to scratch, something to prove. I think that defense is going to be much more improved. Oh, yes. So to be quite honest, I don't think Cam is going to be better. I think we've seen the best of Cam. I really – and I, it hurts to say because I'm such a big fan. Yeah. But can he do enough to – let's say two playoff games, they, maybe a wild card game and one game after that. Can he do enough to win two playoff games? I have to be able to say yes. Do you think they'll get far after that second game? Will they get waxed in like the semifinals? I don't think they get into the conference finals. I definitely don't think they get into the Super Bowl. But can they win a wild card game plus one? Very low bar, but I, I think it's possible. I, I, and and I, as a fan, that's all you can really ask for is a chance. Yeah. I know some people looking at their teams in the league, and they know now that they don't have a chance. At right. least Cam and and all these signings are giving us false hope that we can carry through the summer, early to the season. That's part of being a fan. So I'm definitely optimistic, um, but I'm, but I have to be real about Cam. And if you've never been that passer, I can't expect you to be that this year. Yeah, man. Like, listen, that's a fair argument. I mean, like, do you think that Belichick? Because here's a here's the one criticism that I've had of over Bill Belichick over the years is that. He he knows the type of player that he wants in the draft. He it's the same type of model player. Like they are, you know, from a, a small school. They're they're very heady guys. They're multifaceted. They they they're like gadget guys. They can be able to put, uh, you know, in multiple situations. But the the position that he's fell really flat on is quarterback. Do you think that he drafts a quarterback this season? and possibly stashes one just in case, you know, to kind of have one there and maybe, you know, can be in a transitional quarterback, kind of prep the next guy to, to be up. Cause I don't think that Jared Stidham is going to be the guy. I just don't see that. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, Jared Stidham, the, just the name alone doesn't sound like a quarterback. Can you so, believe he was really trying to prop him up last season too? Yeah. Like he really thought we were going to believe we were rolling into the season with, with Stiddy. Well, yeah, well, well, you know, Belichick is smart. I think he was doing that to see if the trade market would would kind of materialize for Jared Stidham. And everybody was like, yeah, that's Jared Stidham. We ain't giving you nothing for him. We get a gym bag for him, but you're not getting it. Not, not even a good one. Right, you know what I mean? You get an old gym bag that was, that's was that been in my basement, but you're not, you're not getting nothing new. So I think, you know, Bill is very, very, you know, uh, uh, cerebral when it comes to stuff like that. But do you see him actually drafting a quarterback this year because I can see a guy like Mac Jones falling to the Patriots 
You know, yeah. they, they're calling him a late first round pick, possibly an early second round pick. So do you see that being a possibility for Bill Belichick to kind of put his name in the quarterback ring come draft time? Um, short answer, not really. Uh, he has drafted quarterbacks before after Tom Brady. No one ever really makes a splash about it because, you know, you're not replacing Tom Brady. But I really don't think drafting is his strength. It's not. Um, it's really not his strength. Uh, it, it's way worse at wide receiver because at least he hit on Tom Brady. Like, I've right, never right, seen right. a hit on a, on a receiver. Nikhil <laughs> so, Harry, my goodness. Uh, uh. That's crazy. And you uh. passed up A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and that dude. That That's nuts. So well, my thing Julian, is – Julian Edelman worked out. I mean – Julian Edelman worked out, but he was on the roster for years, bro. And he's a converted quarterback, so right. he actually worked out because he saw things from Tom Brady's point of view. But then he 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 played up. He he did what all the organizations tell you they're going to do. If you keep your head down, you play, you you'll show up, you you get your chance. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's what kind of killed the Steelers because they gave that chance to James Conner. He was not better than Le'Veon Bell, no. and they gave that chance to uh, Juju as well. But it is what it is. Mo in most situations, I think it worked out for you. Yeah. But um, no, uh, I just don't – even if he drops a quarterback, I don't think that's the guy who's going to take over the mantle. Cam is a great in-betweener. You don't want to be the guy replacing the guy. You want to be the guy replacing the guy replacing the guy. So right. Cam is a great in-betweener. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to go down in Patriots history or anything like that. But also not so sure Belichick is going to draft the next great. He Maybe the next great is on somebody's team right now, and Belichick just needs to, to scoop him up and teach him. Because like you said, he drafts the same type of people, heady guys who know the game. So I think he thinks I can teach you the game right. rather than people with natural skill. So just off of that, even if he drafts a quarterback, I don't think whoever he drafts is going to be that guy of the future for the Patriots. Whoever that guy may be, if we even find that guy, it's probably a backup on somebody's roster or somebody who didn't get a, a hot chip. Like, a, like a, um, Sam Donald would be a perfect candidate. He's with the Jets, doesn't get a fair chance because he has with um, Adam Gase, somehow finds his way to the Patriots. And I mean, you know he's a good player. If, if Belichick gets his hands on him, he could have a, a, a turnaround of a career. Let me tell you so, right now, Jeff. I, let me tell you right now. If the Jets make the mistake and give Bill Belichick Sam Donald, they are going to regret it for two decades. Two decades. Yep. Not just a decade, two decades. <laughs> I'm telling you, we'll man. We got someone to the sun, Steve Belichick. It'll be the no. Belichick family just exactly. running, running in the division. Exactly. So, all right. So, you you made a great point. So, I guess we'll segue into the conundrum that is the New York Jets situation. Here's my problem. And I hate this, this notion. Or you hear these GMs say this all the time, Jeff. I want to know what you think about this. Oh, well, they want to draft their guy. What the fuck does that yeah. mean? That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard because here's the thing. When you trade for a player, that's not your guy, isn't it? That's somebody else's guy. So why would you trade for a player if that it's just like it's a it's a phrase that people use to kind of say, "Yeah, we don't want this guy." So yeah. without actually saying, "We don't want this guy." You know what I mean? But my thing is this. Joe Douglas has been very very frugal or yeah, frugal in free agency. He hasn't spent a lot Right, he hasn't spent a lot. He he got uh, uh Corey Davis, which was a good pick. Uh Carl Lawson was a great pickup. I, I yeah. think great pickups in free agency. But my thing is this: you have all this draft capital come draft time. You have a 23-year-old quarterback that's literally Jeff turning 24 in June. 
Mm-hmm. So he'll be 24 by the time the regular season starts. Why would you want to give up on a guy that has three years of experience? He's 23 years old, turning 24, for a guy that's 22, 23 years old with who might not be good. Who might, who might not be good. good? Like, why don't you put all your bat, like all the investment, the offensive line, wide receivers into this guy? Because I think that Sam Darnold could be good. He really can be. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I, I definitely agree with you 100% on uh, Sam Darnold. I don't think he's been in a position to show how great he can be. And I, I don't want to just keep one bank on Adam Gates, but it's such it's so prominent to see the difference between Ryan Tannehill then and Ryan Tannehill now. And right. that's kind of the only main thing. So um, so I really have to hold that under him. Like, hey, he's on Adam Gates thing. you got to give him another chance. My issue, and this is something that me and you have had a lot of conversations about, there are multiple games being played. It's not just the game on the field. If it was the game on the field, I think they keep Sam Darnold and they put things around him to see how they are. Yeah. If he's not great, then trade him, get him out of here. If he's not great, he's going to be picking in the first top 10 anyway. So exactly. might, might as well check him out. Yeah. But like I said, the game behind the scenes is if you have a new coach coming in, that whole our guy thing is just a reset on the coach. If I come in as a new coach and I don't succeed with Sam Darnold, I can get fired that, that next year. I can, I can be a one-and-done coach. It doesn't happen at all. I can be a one-and-done coach. But if I draft a new quarterback, you got to give me two or three years to get it together. So a lot of careers have been selflessly tossed aside just so that the coach can get another chance rather than working with what the organization has. And the Jets were good in my lifetime, so I can't keep banging on them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a Patriots fan, but I live in New York, so I still want to see them do good. Plus, it's more fun when you guys are meeting up in the playoffs. We got a lot of right. shit talking. We're going back and forth. It's right, way right. more fun. But I, but I definitely want the Jets to do good. But I'm seeing them take the same steps that the Browns were taking the past 30 years, right. which is rotating GMs and coaches every three years, not having any continuity right. so that the guy can get his people into place. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that because, yeah, Sam Donald hasn't showed anything in three years. And for QB, you kind of have to show something in the first three years. But at the same time, Adam Gates. So, like, I'm, I'm with you. I think they should give the, the boy another chance, uh, 100%. But I just – I don't think they will. I don't think that's how that part of the business works. Well, listen, you 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 definitely hit the nail on the head. But my thing is this. Sam Darnold, if he's retained, this will be his third coach in four years. Think about that. Three coaches in four years. Baker Mayfield. Who can – exactly. Like, what quarterback would be – confident and even show you any type of ability with that type of uh, a turnover it's chaos and let's let's talk about it the first year that he was with adam gase right that was the uh, as a starter he was seven and six he didn't play that that bad he didn't play that bad so that was year two year three we all know exactly what year three looks like nine touchdowns 11 11 interceptions uh you know he wasn't that great but there's some flashes here. Even Especially towards the end of the season. Toward, exactly. Towards the end of the season, you saw how this kid can be able to command a huddle. He has that leadership about him. He has this, this cachet, this, this coolness about him. For, for a kid that's a quarterback in New York that mm-hmm. has that type of cool level head, it's, it's, you know, it's a testament of where he's from in California. Like the, that, that's how they all are, right? They have this cool level head about them. 
And, and don't get it twisted. He played well when he had Jamison Crowder. That's what they I'm saying. They didn't win, but they that's played well. They weren't that's getting blown out. They were in the game. They were losing on last-minute touchdown and last-minute field goal. That's right. a good team. Like, right. So that, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, the thing is with me is that had the Jets – for, had the Jets gotten the number one pick, okay, you have to go get Trevor Lawrence. However, they don't. So now you're evaluating other quarterbacks, and, and it feels forced to me. It's like, okay, we're in the number two position. Like, we have to look at a quarterback. No, you don't. Penny Sewell is sitting right there for you, and you will have two bookend tackles for the next 15 years in, in regards to Makai Becton and Penny Sewell. What quarterback would not succeed with those two monsters? Exactly. On the exactly. Bookend? So even if he doesn't become the quarterback you think, you still have the team in place to right. put that guy in. Right. This is what I'm saying. You got Devontae Smith. You got Jalen Waddle. You have they, they have two first round picks that they can literally, literally uh go get a, a Travis Etienne. They can go get a Kyle Pitts. They can do so many things with these picks. I just don't understand why they think the way they think. They can yeah. trade that number two pick, Jeff, and get more assets. You trade back to, like, number seven or eight and get Devontae Smith. Exactly. Get the wide receiver and still get more picks for later. Oh, my goodness. They would be they, they would be the best young team in football. Yeah. They may not yeah. win, but they would have the best young talent in all of football. And, and watchable. And watchable. And that goes, well, that and goes the, a long way. Right. And the thing is, too, what management needs to do, and you're 100% right in regards to the revolving door, just like the Cleveland uh, Brown, is that tell the coach, listen, you're good. We are going to guarantee you the length of your contract because we have a young team. We don't, we, uh, th this is not a veteran win now team. We have mm -hmm. to give you a chance to put your system in place. You, when, when a head coach comes in, it doesn't take a year to get your system in place. It takes you like two and a half years to make sure that yeah. everybody is on board. So yep. I don't understand <clears throat> the revolving door that the Jets always have. It's like it's like the Knicks. They have this delusion of grandeur in their head. Like, where the Jets? What, who, yes, who are you? You've been to <laughs> one Super Bowl since 1969. Let's, yep. let's keep it on it. Like, you've never been back. You've never been back. There have been teams that have played in Super Bowls and won, and you've never been back to one. So where is this delusion of grandeur that this management has? Take it slow. Do the smart thing. Get some, get some, uh, some quarterback development in your system because the Jets have been a poor, poor franchise when it, can't, when it comes to quarterback development in their history. In their history. In their history. Oh, they have so, a Broadway show? Yeah, they've never developed a quarterback at any level. So it's like this is the problem that they have. It's a it's a systemic issue that they have within that organization. It's not about the quarterback that's sitting that's sitting behind center. It's probably sometimes not even about the coach. Because think about all the good coaches that they've had come through there. Yeah. Edwards, they've had Eric Mangini. They they even had Todd Bowles. Yep. Everybody's thinking about putting Todd Bowles' defensive scheme in the Hall of Fame, just like Bill <laughs> Belichick. He was there. He won 10 games his first season as a head coach with New but York. Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't like him on the mic, so I got right. rid of him. No, he's boring. He's this. So now you got like it's like the delusion of grandeur that that the Jets organization has, and and more importantly, some Jets fans because you hear the criticism. Oh well, Sam Darn. Like who did you have before that? Yeah. You guys had you guys drafted Geno Smith and thought that he was gonna be good. You took a second round pick 
out of Geno Smith and thought he was going to be a franchise quarterback. You could have called me and I could have told you from my couch that Geno Smith was going to be a wash in the NFL because I've seen enough West Virginia tape in the Easy. biggies to know Easy. that he was not a good quarterback. Easy. I don't saying, know what that was. I, I used to be a Jets fan. You remember. You remember. Yeah. I told my friends. I said this. I said, if they draft Geno Smith, this is still when Geno Smith was still in college. I told everybody, if they draft Geno Smith, I am out of here. Yeah. Out of here. They drafted Geno Smith, Jeff. I was out of there. I was done, done because I, this organization has just been a complete shit show for years because of systemic issues. It's not about talent. It's about systemic issues and they still look like they haven't figured it out. Yeah. That Gino thing was funny too. Cause he started cutting up in interviews before the draft. Oh my and goodness. Every other team was like, all right, yeah, we're not messing with him. Yeah. It's and like this guy. <laughs> and the Jets were like, yes, that guy. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Oh, man, that's nuts, brother. That is nuts. Um, I don't want to get into, into anything deep or negative or blah, 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 because, you know, we don't we don't have the specifics of the case. But what, what this is Deshaun Watson, just your broad strokes on Deshaun Watson. It's like. I ain't going to lie to you, Jeff. Do you think he plays next season or not? Nah? Uh you don't have to go too deep into it because we don't we don't have the specifics of the case. I don't want to make these women seem away. I don't want to make him seem away. But like just just with everything you know, you think he plays next season? All right, here's my thing. I, I like 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 you said, we we don't have to get into the specifics, but there's 22 names out there. Jeff, even if let's let's call it 100, even if 20 of them joints are 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 fake, right? They just lies. Right. You still got two. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that old saying where there's smoke, yeah, there's fire, right? A lot and of smoke. There's a lot of smoke here. And honestly, the NFL has started their investigation, and you know they're gonna dig up some stuff. You mm-hmm. know that they have the best private investigators in all the world, yeah. right? So if he plays, I think he might he may play four games. I think he gets. I think he may get 13 <laughs> games, bro. Like this is, and, and and the thing is too, you still got teams that are that 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 want to trade for him. Hey, cool, yeah, trade for him for the following season. Go ahead and do that. But I, this is, this is crazy, man. This is this, crazy. This is yeah. crazy. Like, and 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 to think about it, bro, what a twist, right? It's been everybody. Yo, Deshaun Watson is right. Houston, Texas, they dumpster fire. They got he gotta go. Shut everybody up. Right now, now everybody shut, like, shut everybody up. Everybody like everybody like, huh? What? Well, there was three, that seven, not twelve, twenty-two. Like, yeah, yeah, I got four back now. Yeah, you, you know, the numbers just keep going up. We talking about we talking about two starting fives and two benches. <laughs> two benches. Two benches. <laughs> I, listen, sure. I like so if you're gonna give me if I'm gonna put a percentage on it in regards to how if he plays i'm gonna say he has a 30 percent chance of no, not even if he plays because they might suspend in the first eight game but i, right. I just mean like you think this, this you definitely think it's gonna affect him coming in the next week this oh, might hey, be wrapped up 100%. by the september All right, yeah 100%. that's what i was thinking too so that changes their, their whole the, dynamic because yeah, the fact the fact that it's already started via free agency we're gonna have the draft otas is coming up and all that stuff 
this is happening right at the time where they can really take their time and look into this stuff. Yeah. You know the NFL season is not going on. They can be able to unpack it and unpack it again if they want to. So, man, we, we just going to have to sit back and, 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 and get, get a case of beer or something because it's, it's going to get crazy. <laughs> It's gonna get crazy, man. It's really gonna yeah, get crazy. You might as well pull out a Snickers. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be like, for a while, bro. Exactly. You're gonna be waiting for a while. Exactly, man. Exactly. That's now, nice, what are your thoughts on, like I said, going back to you being a a, a Patriots fan, mm-hmm. losing losing Joe Tooney to the Kansas City Chiefs? That's just a Belichick type move. That one of those moves you never understand. You you have to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's the coach. But it's like it's one of those moves that Tom Brady would have sneakily uh, a hit for him by just being an exemplary player. How do you put somebody in the franchise tag one year and then get rid of them the next? Right. And then he's a lineman and you have a running quarterback. Right. So, I mean, I have to defer to Bill because he's Bill, but I, he's not going to get too many more of those, bro. <laughs> he's not going to get too many more of those deferments. Cause Tom's not there no not more. E- so. not, e- not, even, not even with the six Super Bowls, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, bro, I, a lot of head scratching moves these past few years, and the goat was able to cover it up. He ain't there no more. So I hope your line is is a one. I hope it's not not a B line or a C line. I hope Cam's not getting sacked left and right, and and James White can't get through a hole because right. Joe Tooney was he, he make the All Pro team? He definitely made a Pro Bowl, but did bro, he make All Pro last year? He's legit. Like, he's he's yeah. legit. That's yeah. nuts. He's gonna fight. And and the know. fact the, the fact that the Chiefs got him that that's a big move. That's a big move. Because remember, we were having a conversation of how is Pat Mahomes going to look next year without his bookend tackles? Well, they he just, got one. <laughs> he got they, one. Just, they just answered it. They just answered it. So, you know what I mean? Like, shout shouts to Kansas City of how they do things, man. They just they just continue to find money under the mattress and, yeah. uh, and, and, and get things done. But um, the team that's really interesting to me, Jeff, is uh, is the New Orleans Saints. You know, mm. they were they were a team that for the last five years, they were Super Bowl ready and they yep. they designed their roster that way. They paid a lot of guys. You know, they they looked at the cap and said, OK, the cap is going to continue to rise five to 10 percent. We can be able to pay these guys out over the length of the contract and still be able to have some flexibility. Well, COVID hit and had other right. and had other uh, had other um, other plans for them. other plans mm-hmm. for them. So what do you think? they can be able to do with with um with Jameis Winston. I think I had a conversation on the live on Wednesday that if if uh Sean Payton is is able to get the best out of Jameis Winston, I think we're gonna have to call Sean Payton the quarterback whisperer of all time. Yeah. Because yeah. because Drew Brees when he got to New Orleans, first off the New Orleans Saints were a downtrodden organization with the bags over the head you're right history of losing they just were a terrible franchise and drew Brees was a huge question mark shoulder surgery you know he he wasn't wanted in san diego then they went ahead and, and got off philip rivers they, they they cured that situation like the fact that drew Brees ended up being who he was it's because of Sean Payton and it's because of Drew Brees' greatness as well. Now, you know, shouts to Drew Brees because he's the most accurate quarterback of all time. But mm-hmm. if Sean Payton can be able to turn around Jameis Winston, like, what yeah, are your thoughts about top. that? Like, you know what I mean? So do you, do you do you think that Jameis Winston is going to be the starter? 
I believe so. I I believe so too, right? I think Jameis Winston gives them the best chance to win football games. Yeah, but so really quickly, I want to see, because I've never really seen it in so many coaches in the past I've talked about it, I kind of want to see a a two-quarterback team. I want to see Jameis take 75% of the snaps and take (laughs) come in and do a little run around and some what, what, what is this Michigan with Tom Brady and, and, <laughs> and, and uh <laughs> even worse than the NFL because he has two quarterbacks he can do it but not but like realistically um Jameis Jameis is an enigma for me we've seen what he can do his abilities but we've also seen a lot of bad Jameis right right, right. but I don't know if that bad Jameis is inherently inside him because of decision making or because the nigga couldn't see bro you're a starting nfl quarterback you a top what five pick how do you wait four years into your career to get like six so i don't even know if we really know who it is bro because now that he can actually see is he going to throw 30 interceptions again like now we know what the problem was he yeah, can that- tell the difference between the two that might be true that might be true like every time i heard that story about Jameis winston the only thing that came to my head was was in Batman Forever when when the Riddler said, "That's easy, you're as blind as a bat." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely wanna. I'm, I'm interested to see how the Saints are. So I don't know. Um, I want to, like I said, I want to see how they are. I can't really call it on how Payne's gonna be with Jameis, but what I yeah. can say, he's a damn good play caller. We've yes. watched him for years. And as good as Drew Brees is, sometimes a wide receiver is just streaking down the sideline, nobody around him, arms open. We've seen some of the defensive calls that he, we've seen some of the gambles that he's made. Um, the, fight, the, the way he uses Kamara is, is really innovative because, right. I mean, he's not really a between the tackles guy. He's more of a catch and run guy, but he, right. he designs plays for Kamara to get in between them tackles. So just being like a football savant, I'm not. I don't know if he changes James's career around, but I, I don't think they 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 turn around to be a losing team. I think they'll still make some noise. Maybe you don't look at them as a team that's actually going to go far in the playoffs. But I but I, I'm interested to see how he does with Jameis. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. No. Definitely, man. I I definitely agree with that. Now, another team that's that's in a peculiar situation is the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, they went ahead and signed uh, Andy Dalton to a one-year, $10 million deal. Uh, I think Mitch Trubisky has left, right? What, what team did he sign with? He signed with um, – he signed with the not Bills. not sure, but I know he's definitely – Yeah, he he's signed with the Bills. Yeah, yeah, he signed with the Bills. Josh Allen. Which right, is actually with, good for him. Which is – a yeah, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good spot for him because Sean McDermott is a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you got Brian Dable over there, so they'll be able to kind of correct his issues. Uh, but – the 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 report is that the Bears sent the kitchen sink at Seattle. Now we don't know exactly what the parameters of the deal was or the offer, but for what we heard, it's a king's ransom. It's like it's one of that it's one of those Godfather deals, right? Mm. Now, do you think that Seattle would be smart to 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 take this deal and just move on? Because my thing is, I think Russell in a year from now is going to be even more unhappy unhappy yeah and it's like if you're the organization you might want to get in front of this and kind of just take the best offer that's out there because if if they if the bears are offering three first round picks and something else and some players i don't think you're gonna get any better than that so do you think do you think that they should go all in if you're the bears and do you think that you know the seahawks should actually just pick up the phone and say okay good Go ahead. 
Well, the Bears should definitely go all in. They don't have a reason or a choice not to. The Seahawks, though, brother, so when we spoke about this before, I was more on Russell Wilson's side. I kind of actually am not now because I feel like he's piggybacking off Deshaun's thing. And he has valid arguments, but he's – I, he has valid arguments, but you, you signed a contract, bro. You, you figure it out. That's, that's how I that's, that, you You taking $35 million, you taking the bag right now, figure it I'm, out. I'm not that kind of guy, but in his situation, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm not usually that kind of guy because the way the business works, but in that situation, uh, they give you two bags, bro. Right. They give you two, so just, just figure it out. As far as Seattle, I wouldn't give up Russell Wilson. He's not the type of player who's going to tank his own season. He's not right. going to go, oh, I'm unhappy. Ha- Let me start throwing interceptions around. Um, you've never had a great quarterback besides him. Right. So I'm not going to give him up. He keeps you relevant. Yes. Like he, he keeps you in the playoff hunt, in the playoff discussion. Um, I would just try to make him a bigger part of the conversation because at the end of the day, I understood the Deshaun Watson thing because Texans said, hey, we're going to make you part of the decision-making and then turn around and lie to him. Right. Even though it's not in the contract, I understand his feelings for not wanting to be there. Well, Russ, we never had that kind of conversation. You sign your contract sans uh, input on the team. If you like input on the team now, we are paying you 30 plus million dollars. We'll sit down and talk to you about certain things, but I don't feel like that's something that we necessarily owe you, to be quite honest. I do think he needs to get in a room with Pete Carroll and uh, they need to really figure out what they're going to do with the team because at the end of the day, I think Russell wants to leave because Pete Carroll has ultimate say in the organization. Yes. Paul Allen is dead. His sister takes over and she doesn't care about football. So she's pretty much giving the reins to Pete Carroll and he hired his own GM. Right. So so nobody is listening. Nobody can tell him anything. You guys traded away Max Unger. You guys haven't drafted a great offensive lineman. The guy you traded him for is gone, Jimmy Graham. So right. like, I'm not going to trade away Russell Wilson. I'm going to sit down with him and be like, all right, we, we messed up these past few years. This is, we're we're going we're gonna to be on it more now. I, I think you guys can work that out. I think they can figure it out. But I'm not letting him go because – He's too much of a good guy. He's not going to take his own value. So we'll just work it out. And if he's still unhappy next year, fine. But I, I'm, I'm going to keep him. Unlike the Deshaun Watson situation where I feel like they should let him go, Russ, I'm keeping him. I'm holding on to him to their life. And honestly, he's the type of thing. Win two playoff games next year. He'll just Like you said, he can be more mad next year. But if there's a modicum of success this year, I, I think he stays. I really do. Well, yeah, I, I definitely see that part of it, man. I, I just look at you know, his situation in regards to just, if we're just going to keep it football, we, we look at the weapons that they have. They're not great. Uh, the offensive line is not great. Josh Schneider is one of the worst GMs in all of football. Um, so, and then, you know, you, you kind of touched on it as well, is that there's a power struggle going on in Seattle. Like, Russell wants more say. Pete Carroll has his foot on that organization's neck. Yeah. Right? And you know, is he willing to give up some of the, some of the power to Russ? Is he willing to open up the offense and let Russ throw the ball more? Because Pete Carroll is one of those guys, hey, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run. We're going to play traditional football. You don't have the offensive line to play yeah. traditional football. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a ground and pound team with no running back with no line. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, that exactly. don't make sense. It exactly. doesn't make sense. So, so I understand Russell's frustration because I think if they had a beast mode back there in his prime, if they had a great, sophisticated offensive line that's, that's probably top 10, top top five in the league, you don't hear Russell complain. But Russell yeah. is looking at it like, yo, 
this this line is bad. I'm always running for my life. I'm always. the most stacked quarterback in all of football over the last five five or seven years. I I would like to throw the ball fifty times a game. Screw it. If I'm going yeah. if I'm going to be out here, let me get five thousand yards every season and start and start patting. And then myself. and then as soon and then as soon as he makes a mistake, because it was really only two games that they didn't do great, you completely take it away. Right. It's like, well, let me at least work through the season right. of me passing. Let me let me lose a few games so I can see. All right, this is when I check into a run or they're starting to anticipate. Let me let me get used to right. it. As soon as it starts to wobble a little, you take it all away for the rest of the season. Like, I mean, I get his arguments, but you've convinced me like hey man because like i've never been the you sign the contract finish it out because i feel like these teams are so shady and how they yeah. deal with people yeah but with us and the way they have treated him you, you got to stick this one out bro yeah yeah definitely man like dave he he is he has been very respected in our organization yep. they, they have they have done a lot to 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 make him whole you know what i mean yep. and are they are they a great organization i think they are do they do things you know in regards to drafting that they're not great at absolutely can they improve on that of course they can they can be able to go get better scouts they can get you know a a more competent gm they can fix those things so i i don't see a a, another situation for Russ that's going to be tailor-made like seattle yeah you know it's like it's one of those situations where it's like listen man you got drafted here you're going to retire here. That that this, you know, they are a good organization. They're respected. They're they they have one of the the best fan bases in all the sports. So you know, just kind of cool yep. out, cool out. And you're an icon. And you're, you're an, an icon. icon. If you go to right. Chicago and you don't win, you're you're not going to be remembered for that. Like right. we know the Seahawks because of you you are the Seahawks. Bro. Exactly. Exactly. So just ride that out. Like exactly. Like you know, don't don't get caught up in the you know the NBA stuff where every superstar wants to get traded every two years. Like just stay where you at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you it, want see if Sierra wants to go ahead and be a star, like all right, let her let her move to Vegas and, and let her do that. But you 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 can be you're Mr. Seattle. Just, just stick where you at. Just stick where you at. Dame is Mr. Portland. If he wins a wing ring in Portland, that's gonna count like for two of LeBron. Exactly. You know what I mean, exactly. like so right, right, right. So yeah. So I guess I guess we'll segue a little bit into the into the NBA, Jeff. Uh, you know, you're not, you're, that, that's not your, that's not your, your, your forte, but you, you still know your stuff. Um, LeBron James goes down oh. and the Lakers season looks like it's on, it's on critical, you know, critical, yeah. uh, 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 stage right now. Like, what are your thoughts on where the Lakers go from here? Do you think that they can be able to rebound and recover? And, you know, if LeBron James is healthy for the playoffs. Do you see them making a significant run? So before that, because like you, like I defer to you when it comes to certain things. <clears throat> How many more games are left in the season? Like forty plus? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of games. There's a there's a huge a lot of games. Probably like forty plus. Yeah, like forty plus. And then how for I know for high ankle sprain in football, that's like sixty eight weeks. It's like two months of your season. I is think I think I think it may be the same thing. But the problem is that we're talking about LeBron James here. Yeah. He's he he may end up spending two point nine million dollars just to be able to fix this high ankle sprain. Uh, you know he's he, gonna buy somebody else high ankle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like LeBron James will be back in two weeks and be like, all right, we good. Let's let's roll. So, but you know he's getting up there in age. Father mm-hmm. time waits for no man, and at some point he's gonna start slowing down. Now, was this a freak accident? Absolutely. And was it a dirty play? I'm not gonna go there and say that Solomon Solomon Hill did this on purpose. 
this is sports. Things happen. Things right? happen. Now, where they are, listen, they, they are in a situation that I'm not going to lie to you, man. I am concerned. I was concerned before. I want to know when AD comes back. Cause... Well, that's the thing, because <clears throat> we don't know when AD is coming back. I think that they're holding him out for as long as they can. They may hold him out right before playoffs, like probably five or ten games before playoffs to kind of get him back in the swing of things. And then, you know, off to the races we go in the playoffs. I think that they may take the same route with LeBron James because it's not about seeding for the Lakers. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're going to be in the playoffs. If they end up dropping to 6-7, it's going to be an interesting matchup with whoever they play. But think about it. They dropped the six seven and they're getting LeBron James and Anthony Davis back in that that series. Who are you actually going to take? <laughs> Do you think they'll drop that far or further? Because it's, with it's AD possible. with AD out and LeBron out. Do you? Do, I mean, wouldn't they have to split the remaining forty games to hold the playoff seating? Well, yeah, they they if they they're split, number two right now, right? They're number they're number three. Yeah, number two and number three. If they, uh-huh. well, they are. A th- that right now they are, I think they're 13 or 14 games over 500. Okay. So if they split the baby for the next 40 games or so, you know, they'll they'll still be fine. Yeah, um, if they can get into the playoffs with a healthy LeBron and AD, I give them all the shot in the world. I wouldn't want them to be a seventh or eighth seed because you don't want to be coming back from injury facing the top two seed. Well, well, it, well. It, well, if it's Utah, I would take the Lakers in a in a in a in a in a sweep. No love for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> what? Who? Who? <laughs> Listen, and I have to always put this disclaimer out there. I don't hate Rudy Gobert. I just hate the contract that is attached to Rudy Gobert. When you have a guy that's making thirty-seven million dollars a season, and he's only giving you twelve points and thirteen rebounds and two and a half blocks. No, no, yeah. no, yeah. no. No, like they can go get their they, they can go get themselves a, a a regular rim runner like Dwight Howard that's making one point five million dollars that does the same thing does the same thing yeah. so you know it's and and also too they're not getting a lot of respect because it's Utah Jeff it's Utah mm-hmm. like yeah. no any it's like it's like in in college football uh, college basketball right anybody sees Gonzaga's name they're gonna be like, okay yeah Gonzaga out there they they killing. <laughs> A 30 and 0, 35 and 0, whatever it is, but nobody ever picks Gonzaga to win a national championship. Why? Yep. Because it's Gonzaga. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why. It's, it's yeah. the same thing in Utah. Same thing in Utah. But but going back to the Lakers, they're going to have to strike gold in the buyout market. Okay. And what I mean is that although LeBron James, he's going to come back at some point, uh, Anthony Davis is going to come back at some point, they need help now. And that roster right now is not good enough to be able to win a significant amount of games. They're going to have to get yeah. a guy that can That's be able worried to about. So That's if they can get an Andre Drummond, if they can be able to get somebody else via via trade or the buyout market, that's where they have to turn their attention. Rob Palenka right now is on the phone, and I'm sure he's trying to wheel and deal because – this team needs a shakeup. They, they need it, yeah. Because I, I was actually worried about the number of minutes that LeBron was playing. Yeah. And then to have him go down, it was just like, oh, man. But at the same time, like you said, if these guys can be healthy going into the playoffs, 
I still I still want to say the Clippers might might could get them, even though the Clippers are they're kind of having their own struggles now these past few weeks, right? Oh, they, oh, they, oh you said you said who who's gonna get the Lakers? Who I think they can because last year who? Who? the Clippers can, bro. They don't can. You, don't you they, blaspheme they on my show. Okay. Last year they were looking past the Nuggets. They don't were looking you past them, and that blasp- happens that happens to teams, bro. And sometimes that's what it takes for you to rein it in the next year, keep your head down and bring your lunch pails to work. Jeff, let me, think- <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. Okay. Let me tell you something right now. Ain't no universe, ain't no multiverse, ain't no DC universe, no universe that we live in or that we watch, the Clippers are gonna win no championships. Okay. They're the Clippers. They are the Clippers just like the Detroit Lions or the Lions. Just yeah. like the Jets or the Jets. This is how things stay in sports. The Clippers will always <laughs> be in the basement. They'll always have dehumidifiers. They'll always have space heaters to keep them warm. That's what they have. They'll never be an NBA champion. Never. They have no banners. They have no history. They have nothing. <laughs> they have nothing. I knew you were going to get riled up with that one, bro. I knew you were going to get riled up with that. But I got I to gotta give them some because last year the way it ended was after all that crap talking, bro, to, to lose to the Nuggets in those last three games, we up at least fifteen points. It was I, it was a joy to watch. I yeah, I enjoyed nice. every single moment of that series, Jeff. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I looked at I seen them. They were up seventeen. I said, yeah, they'll blow it in the fourth. And what they do? Blow it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love watching the Clippers. They bring me great joy in times like this when my Lakers are looking like you know they're injury prone. We're gonna have to pack it up and wait for next season. I will watch some Clipper games to get my joy back because they will, <laughs> they won't they won't disappoint. They look like they look like a wreck team that was put together yesterday. They do, but I'm that's why I say even with the struggles of the past few weeks, I think if they get to the playoffs, they do so. But what about your Nets now? What about the Nets now? Because I, I know I know I know how you felt at the beginning of the season. You, you have to have changed your mind a little bit, bro. Now the only thing that I want to say, KD still not back, and that's. What sunk the Clippers kind of last year? They, yeah. What they started to play together eleven times. Like you're yeah. not going to win a championship like that, bro. Right. But 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 have you have they impressed you at least a little bit? Because two things. You were right about defense, but yes. at the same time, I'm not feeling that defense is being played that great in this league oh, this year. They I just agree. came off the 70 71 win game, uh, 71 day break. So I don't know if people's legs are really there for the defense. So with that and the way that they score. Can a team outscore them for four out of seven games? Like, I, I, like, how do you feel? Cause I know you wasn't. I like you were definitely saying fools go early in the year, but I have to be watching them, watching them these past few weeks. I know you have to change your mind at least a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, Jeff. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. They scare me. <laughs> they, they scare me. They scare me. I have. I, I, I can't even put together a team like this in NBA 2K. Unless we got, <laughs> we got this in real life. It don't make sense. Makes it don't make sense. So listen, kudos to them. They playing well. The offense is clicking. Uh, I like the young boy that they have over there, Nick Claxton. I think he can be a star for them if they continue to let him play and develop. Um, yeah, they they have a ton of offense. I think KD's situation is a little problematic for me because mm-hmm. we all know that when you're coming off an injury like an Achilles injury, you start to overcompensate, and overcompensation ends up. You know, you 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 you'll get injuries elsewhere. Your hips start to hurt. Your other knee will start yeah. to hurt. back injuries. You have ankle, so he's starting to have a you know hamstring issues or whatever it is. 
he has he has a myriad of stuff that's going on. It's because that Achilles injury takes a toll on you. It does, you are, man. It does. You are not the same player you are when you come back. Although he's played great, he's looked like an MVP candidate. He was playing too much, in my opinion. And you know, of course, he's gonna be prideful and say, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm fine." But they should have took took a little bit more precaution with him in regards to keeping his minutes to 25, 28 minutes a game, making sure that 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 he doesn't doesn't play so often. They have the luxury to be able to do that. So if they if he stays healthy, and they can get him back in the playoffs, sky's the limit for the Nets. Uh, my concern with the Nets is that. I don't trust James Harden in the playoffs. I don't trust Kyrie Irving to be there in the playoffs. I don't trust Steve Nash <laughs> because Steve Nash has never won a clutch playoff game as a player, and he damn sure ain't going to win one as a coach. I don't trust Mike D'Antoni because Mike D'Antoni coached the Houston Rockets, and he couldn't get yeah. them to the finals. He's a choke artist, and he coached the coach that's a choke artist, and, and they're all choke artists. So this is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a clusterfuck of choke artists on the one organization. <laughs> I, like who's who's gonna get over the hump here? Who's gonna be the one to get over the hump? I don't know. I don't know. Cause who's coaching? Who who's telling somebody who? Like who, where are you getting your information from? You're gonna listen to Steve Nash and say this is how you get to the NBA Finals. You ain't been there. You ain't never got there. I remember when you choked every every time you got into the Western yep. Conference Finals. Yeah, I remember that. So why should I listen to you? And why should I listen to the guy, the old guy next to you? Because he hasn't gotten anywhere either. And then you got Amari Stoudemire who can't even spell defense on your on your assistant coaching. Like, listen, they they are a fun team to watch. I love them, but they are a circus. There's a reason why I call them the big top nets. They are a circus. They are a circus. However, I'm going to say this, and I've been saying it all year, and mm-hmm. it's starting to click now. Watch out for those bucks. Watch out for those bucks. They got Drew Holiday. He's starting to look like himself. They just made a trade for PJ Tucker. That yeah, is I saw that. Huge. Yeah, that I saw is that. Huge. And I came across my phone. I saw that. PJ Tucker is gonna be able to lock up whoever they got over there. And when you put those two bulldogs with Giannis, that's a good recipe. So so now you don't have to rely on Chris Middleton to be your second leading scorer. That goes to Drew Holiday. Yeah. Chris Middleton now becomes your tertiary scorer, your third guy. That's the way the the pecking order should be. And if you don't. That's you, the case. They have they have a chance. Yeah, and you can't build that wall under the rim because exactly. now they got now you have shooters. That's what so, I'm saying, yeah. man. You know, like you know, they have they have the pieces to actually compete with Brooklyn. Are they going to beat Brooklyn? I'm not going to say that, but they will give Brooklyn a fight. They're going to give Brooklyn a mean fight. So yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, yeah they've. They to answer your question, they they've impressed me. The the Nets have definitely impressed me. I like the way James Harden has taken over in regards to his assertiveness as a point guard. He's just one of those super talented guys that if you want him to be point guard, he'll lead the league in assists. If you want him to be your leading scorer, he'll lead the league in in in, in uh, scoring and and score 40 points a game. He's just one of those dynamic special talents. But is he a winning player? No, I want I want I want to see that this season because before we asked him to do it as the leader of the team. Right. If if KD comes back and is healthy and he doesn't have to be the leader of the team, I think James Harden could surprise a lot of people with with, with his playoff performance this year. Now right. he's still not going to get over that hump because you couldn't do it when you was by yourself. You couldn't do it with Chris Paul. Couldn't do it with Russell Westbrook. Right. So he's still going to get dinged. 
But I think a lot of people are looking at him like James Soften when it comes to the playoffs. And I think this season he can definitely uh, turn that around. So uh, rookie of the year, Lamelo, easy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's 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 phenomenal, man. That that kid is special. He's Lonzo Ball is now the brother of Lamelo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jello, Jello. Yeah, listen, Lavar. Shouts to Lavar. Shouts to Lavar. Shouts to Shouts to Lavar. Yeah, shouts to Lavar. You know, he he's he's done great with his kids. But I ain't gonna lie to you, man. That middle child, he doesn't mess up with Jello. Like Jello, J- I don't know. J- Jello, what what he should have told Jello to do. And and you, I think you're gonna like this take. He should have made Jello go to agent school to get his agent. Yep. That's what yep. Jello needs to be. He needs to be, you know, get open up a, 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 a an agency, be that type of guy, create. I don't know if you want to put the big ball of brand or, or create something else, but that's the lane that he should be in. Like he's not a basketball player. He's mm. more Lavar Ball than the other two. Yeah. If you, if you notice, Lamelo was wild athletic. Lonzo, wow. Lonzo has athletic ability. Jello doesn't. Jello is Lavar. He's and Jello's the one getting in trouble in college. Yeah, and Jello, <laughs> he's the one that's stealing stuff in China and all that nonsense. So it's like, you know, that if there's one mistake that Lavar made is 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 taking Jello out of school, is not yeah. is not allowing him to learn from his mistakes. Let him serve his punishment at UCLA and let him finish out his tenure at UCLA. Because if he would have if he would have finished out his tenure in UCLA. He could have had a career overseas if he wanted to. So, you know, it's it's certain things like, you know, as parents, we're never going to have it right. Yeah. We're never we're, we're not we're not always going to be perfect. We're going to have our shitty days. We're going to make mistakes. But, you know, all in all, he's done. He's done right by his kids. But I will say this. I don't like what he's doing to Lonzo. I don't like it. it. Yeah, it makes it hard for him. But I mean, right now, Lonzo's a vet. I don't know how much in the locker room he's getting. Or oh, your father said this, or your father said that. I think everybody knows. But but think about it. I, I by now. So I don't. I don't know if you heard the the latest stuff. Is that you know he's talking about New Orleans? Oh, you know, Lonzo hates it in New Orleans. It's like you know, if your dad is saying this, people are gonna look at you sideways. They're Easy. like, where is it They're coming? Like, where do you from? get it from? Yeah. Yeah. Where is it coming from? So like, at some point. Lonzo has to pull LeVar aside and say, yo, my man, I love you. You're my dad. You've done a, a, a ton of stuff for me. I'll never forget it. I'm, I'm always going to be, you know, in debt to you. But you got to cool off. Don't talk about my situation to nobody because it's my situation. It's not yours. It's not yep. yours. You know what I'm saying? And, and the thing is, Lonzo is starting to, to, to catch the residual effects from that because this is going to be – from what I'm hearing, the reports are saying that the Pelicans are not going to match any offer any, for, yeah. for Alonzo in the in the, in other, the other report I read too. So yeah. it's like this is going to be his third team in four seasons or five seasons. That's a concern. That's a concern mm-hmm. for a guy that has all of this talent. And you look at his numbers, he's averaging 14 and a half points a game, averaging like four, four and a half rebounds. But the 5.3 assists concern me. For a point guard. You're a point guard, and you're not the leader of your team. The team is not looking to you for guidance or leadership. As a point guard, that is a concern. And I think that's why a lot of teams and a lot of his coaches have had, you know, they've he's fallen out of favor with them because of that. They expect more out of him in regards to his leadership. It's not there. So it's like if you don't have the leadership qualities of a point guard, 
why should I play you? Yeah, but has he truly <clears throat> has he truly been empowered as a point guard though? Because when yes. I watch it this season, because yep. the past few seasons, I feel like when he was at UCLA, he ran the floor. So he was able to do everything he was supposed to do from a point guard point of view. Right. He's playing like a backup these past few. I, I don't watch enough. Well, that's but when that's, I see him, he doesn't he doesn't look like a starting player. He's not playing like a starting. He's coming off the. Well, that that's my point. That's then I, asking to do one or two things, not really doing them. So like, that's what I'm asking about this season. I haven't really had a chance to watch this season. I'm judging him off the okay. past seasons. Well, let's so let's that, go let's go off the past few seasons. Uh, a guy gets drafted number two. He was a dynamo at UCLA, led them into the, the tournament and all that. He got, you know, they got dogged by, 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 uh, what was it? I think it was Kentucky they got dogged by in, in the, uh, in the tournament. But if the you're on Fox's team, whatever team that right, was. Right. Yeah. Was. Kentucky. So if you're a head coach and you have this kid in practice every day, you know exactly what he's giving you, right? Something's going on in regards to why these head coaches are not they're not looking at him as a leader. They're not looking at him as somebody who should be playing 35 minutes a game. It's what you're showing them in practice. It's what you're showing mm. them in the film room. It's what you're showing them outside of the, uh, of the facility in regards to how do you relate with your teammates? How are you galvanizing your teammates as a point guard? Maybe he wasn't doing all of those things. And yeah. he continues to not do those things because he fell out of favor with Alvin Gentry. He fell out of favor with Luke Walton. That doesn't mean much because Luke Walton's a bad coach. It and meant a lot Alvin, to Alvin Gentry, though. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Stan Van Gundy, who's a who's a respected coach around the NBA. You know what I'm saying? He's playing with Stan Van Gundy, but I don't see Stan Van Gundy looking at Lonzo Ball as a guy that's like he's a cornerstone for this team, like. They can be able to replace him and get somebody else that's a legit point guard and be able to be better than what they are. They're underachieving with the talent that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you're looking at the GM. If, if David Griffin is looking at Lonzo and is like, okay, I like Lonzo, but what's Lonzo's value exactly? Is he a 20 plus million dollar player? No, he's not. No, no he's not. So why should I even invest any money in Lonzo? If I don't think that he can be that type of player, you invest in guys, you give guys long-term contracts based on what you think they're going to do. Right. Yeah. So well, yeah, you're right. If he's not showing in the price. Right. So if David Griffin is looking at him saying, I don't think that he's a 20 plus million dollar player, then, then there's nothing else to see. So I don't, and, and I also don't think he's going to go somewhere else. That's going to help because if he goes to New York, I don't see him being better than Emmanuel quickly in a, in a year or two. Yeah. So I, it's like, it's, it's, it, maybe, maybe Charlotte should take a risk on him. Maybe he should go and see how he plays with his brother. Maybe, maybe that will unlock his real potential. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Alonzo Ball has been a, a huge disappointment in the NBA, in my opinion. Yeah, no. Now, only reason I ask because I personally thought Lamelo was going to be the big disappointment. Like we we saw him play against bro men overseas, but I do remember something that stuck out to me when uh, when they were looking to sign him, Charlotte, right? When they were looking to sign him, the thing that they liked about him most wasn't his basketball acumen; it was his social media profile. So when I'm seeing that they're drafting a guy because like, oh, he can do numbers for your social media showing, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's going to be a bust. 
and then they start showing him on Sports Center all day long. They start showing him on social media all day long. I'm like, wow, they're really pushing for this guy to be something. Most athletes under that pressure really crumble. So the fact that he's like averaging 25 now and fucking going is on ESPN every night for a legit good plays. I'm just like super surprised, and I, I feel like he's, he's always going to stick in the back of my head now, just well, from I, where he started to where he's going to be. I think that's just a really cool like. Well, I can I can me, tell you. And into the NBA, I'm gonna follow him now. Everybody else is old. I gotta follow somebody young. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I rock with him. Well, no, I, I can tell you about uh, Lamelo Ball is that Lavar has had said from jump that Lamelo was the most talented mm-hmm. from day one, and you saw the fact that. LaMelo, no matter what the situation was, he was always very level-headed. He was always very cool and calm. He never said much. He, he wasn't a kid that got into trouble. He was just a basketball player. He just did exactly what he was supposed to do, play ball, play ball, play ball. What, what was the most amazing thing about this kid is that he just kept growing. Mm. Like, he still, he still has the potential to probably grow an inch or two which means that he may be able to fill out at 6'9". Yeah, that's nice. 6'9 and a half. So you think about that and his skill set, his passing ability. Yeah, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm yeah, not going to – I am not one of those people that jump on the bandwagon in the first year. I need to see you do it over a two- and three-year span to see what the, the arc is because – in basketball is very, very important. I think I, I don't know if you know about this, so I'll give you some I'll give you some some backdoor knowledge in regards mm-hmm. to how certain scouts and certain GMs look at things. It's about the year two jump. So okay. you don't you don't really care about what your rookie is doing in year one. If you get them to be highly productive, kudos to them. It's that year two jump that you're looking for. You're looking for a 50 to 60% jump in their production. So, and that's when you know that a player is going to be good. Okay. Damian Lillard did that. Uh, Brandon Ingram did that. Brandon Ingram went from seven points. He went from seven points as for his rookie season to averaging over 15 points the second year. Then it just continued to go up. That's how you know players are going to be good. It's why you're seeing Ben Simmons. He's kind of plateaued offensively, right? Because mm-hmm. you haven't really seen a jump from year one to year yeah. two. He's a great defensively, athlete, though. great defensive player. He's a lockup. But offensively, he's not that player that you expected him to be at his size. So, but it's always that year one to year two arc jump. And if he gets there, if, he, if he's having a great rookie season and then starts to drop in his, in his sophomore season, that's a huge concern. Mm, okay. Lonzo Ball did that. Yep. You know, uh, uh, who else did that? There, there's a couple of players that did that. So that's that's what you that's what you look for for young players. It's not about what they're doing as rookies. If they produce as rookies, there's a lot of factors in that. If they're getting mm-hmm. if they're getting enough playing time, if they're if the NBA game is too fast for them and needs to slow down, that normally happens towards the end of the season or second year. So. That that's what you're looking for. That 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 year two, fifty to sixty five percent jump. If you see that with with, with with Lamella Ball, you know you got a superstar on your hands. All right, cool. Really quickly, who's your dark horse favorite? Because everybody, you know, a week into the season, like L.A. versus Brooklyn Nets, with everything that's going on with both of the teams, dark horse. Like who? Not necessarily a team that nobody think would make it, but like if those. 
teams don't make it. Who would make it and wouldn't surprise you if it was this versus that team? The in Suns. The finals? And like, you wouldn't be surprised. The Suns. You said the, the Suns? The Suns yeah. and who? Ooh, that's a good one. Phoenix, Phoenix, and my and dark, the, your bucks? My your dark bucks? horse. No, my dark horse in the East would be would be Miami again. Mm. I think Miami. I think uh, what you're seeing out of Miami right now, they're playing great basketball. Yeah, they're starting to get their legs back. They're starting to look like the team that they looked like last year. Miami. They play tough basketball too. That's right. Like people don't. People should not sleep on that team. They're not a great team. Or not, I won't even say that they're not a they they don't have great individual parts, but they're yeah. a great team. They Greater play great some team, of their parts, right? yeah. They great team basketball. They play great team basketball. So that'll be a dark horse team for me. Another dark horse team to me in the West. If all things go well, I like Portland. I think Portland may have a chance to surprise some people. Like it yeah. all depends on it all depends on the matchups. Playoffs are all about matchups. If you get the if you get favorable matchups you can be able to make a run. If they can get favorable matchups, they have a shot. It's just like Denver. Denver got favorable matchups last year in the playoffs. That's why they were able to get to the Western Conference Finals. But we all saw what happened when they yeah. got to the Western Conference Finals. They got the doors blown off of them. Why? Because they weren't ready for it yet. They weren't ready, yeah. So, you know, it's all about matchups, man. So that, those will be my dark horse teams. You, you notice how I didn't mention Philly because the only reason why I don't mention the Philadelphia 76ers is I love Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid. Gonna be healthy though. <laughs> I, right. I, I think Joel Embiid is my front runner for the MVP this year, but um, it's 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 Doc Rivers. I don't trust him. I just mm. don't trust him. I don't trust Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is one of the biggest choke artist coaches in all of history. They have he you have two, three, one leads. Yeah. No, three, three, three. God yeah. Damn. He's the only coach. In last year. Right. <laughs> he he is he is the Marty Schottenheimer of basketball. That's who he is. Shouts to Marty Schottenheimer, you know, rest in peace. I love Marty hey, Schottenheimer. Man. He's a great man. But <laughs> when it comes to not getting to the big dance, yeah. that's, that's who he was. Yeah. So, you know, that that's who he is, man. That That's that's exactly who he is. Nah, I like those dark horses. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on those. Especially the Phoenix Suns. Because they, they actually started doing pretty good last season, but they, they yeah. turned out they turned everything around. For, and listen, for real, Chris, for Chris, Chris Paul is an organizational lifter. Whenever Chris give Paul... Give that man his flowers, man. Yeah, give that yeah. man his flowers. Now you have to. You have to. Like, whatever organization he touches, they win. That's just because he demands so much out of his teammates. And he demands so much out of the organization. It's why he's not beloved. People mm-hmm. hate Chris Paul. Yeah, his, his well. teammates hate him because of his of how he behaves. But there's a reason why he he behaves that way because he wants the best out of you. He's not gonna yep. settle. He's not gonna settle for you trying to tank it in. And that's why him and James Harden didn't agree because he was like, "Listen, you know, let me be the point guard of this team, and we can be able to excel to new heights." Nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna do my own thing. Okay, you want to do your own thing and go ahead and, <laughs> and flop. So you know that's that's what Chris Paul is is about. It's about embracing winning culture. And this is why I wanted the Knicks to get him because yeah. he would have did like as good as the Knicks are playing this season, what he would have did with that team this year, they would have probably been a top three team. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's always contract concerns with him. He gets paid so much. Well, yeah. Been- I mean, it's contract concerns. It's, it's, it's health, you know, but you know, kudos, kudos to what he's doing over there. Yeah. So, you know, we'll Shout see what him. happens. We'll definitely see what happens. But, uh, you know, before we get out of here, Jeff, I, I always like to do some some rapid fire with my guests. So, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll spit out some uh, some names here and you'll give me who's better in your opinion. Right. Okay. 
All right. Oh, so, yeah, I can see an argument coming. So we'll, we'll, nah, I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue with you. This, this is this is one of my rules. I can't argue with my guests when it when it comes to their opinion on, on rapid fire. So um, greatest greatest uh quarterback. Who would you rather take, Dan Marino or Drew Brees? Ooh, greatest quarterback rather take. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, I'm, this is a biased answer because I know how good Dan was. Yeah, I've seen more of Breeze, so I'm probably going to take Breeze. Okay, okay, you going Drew Breeze? Yeah, I have to go with. I've seen more of him. Yeah, but I respect Dan, man. He, 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 we wouldn't have the game we have right now if it wasn't for him. Right. That's that. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. Better power back, Terrell Davis or Beast Mode. <laughs> Uh, I love Beast Mode, man. I love him to death, but you got to go TD. Did you see the way my man used to run through those defenses? Yeah, he was a beast. He was a beast. Oh, my. He, he, was, like, he was like water. He was like water. Just cut through that one cut. Boom, I'm out of here. Yeah. I mean, he's a power back. He'll hit you. But, like, he was so light on his feet. Like, he'll tip, tip, he'll tip throw through the line. And break. Nah, nah, TD was, was a bad man, bro. <laughs> right, right. Man. Uh, let's see. Better wide receiver. This is going to be a good one. Terrell Owens or Calvin Johnson? Oh, that's a good one. Um, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Calvin because I know the team's going to be intact. (laughs) If If he gets two or three balls for the game, you're not going to try to blow up the team after. <laughs> so I'm going to have to rock with Calvin. You're going to leave Terrell Owens alone. You're going to leave my man alone, right? Yeah, you couldn't catch it from the back. Terrell Owens caught the ball. You're not catching him from that. That's yeah. nuts, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, he definitely had the skill, but. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to get you with another one. Um, better defensive lineman. Mm. Michael, Michael Strahan or Aaron Donald? Ooh. Oh, that's another. I, I see. I hate to do this, but I have to defer to the rings. I have to defer to because Strahan he held down that line, and yeah. when that when that Super Bowl was built, it was Tom Brady versus OC Strahan. It was Tom Brady versus the line. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the beast of the midway. Trust me. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm gonna go with him. Plus, as as ill as Aaron Donald is nowadays, because you never really seen it back in the day. They'll put four people on. They don't care. They'll literally just throw four people at him. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so, I, I'm a, I'm gonna go with Strahan because they've, they've taken Aaron Donald out of the game. I don't feel like Strahan's ever been taken out the game. Yeah, I'm yeah, go that's, true. that's true. Okay, better cornerback, Darrell Revis. Don't do it. Don't do it. Or Deion Sanders. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> so if you really, really look at the numbers, Deion had the numbers. Because what you want from a cornerback is no catches. This nigga right. shut down the whole half of his. But Deion, bro, you ever watch Deion? Yes. Deion would battle you, bro. Like, Deion, first of all, you you can't call him a man. He's a, he's a cover corner who don't give a shit about interceptions. Like, he's either going to pick the ball off and run it back, or you, you you might get it. But, like, he's looking to run the ball back. So if you make catches on Dion, you can't ding him as a cornerback because he's not trying to stop the catch. He's trying to pick it off himself and run it back. So there, one of my favorite games was the Cowboys 
when they get went against the San Francisco and um Michael Irving had eight catches, 152 yards, and what is it, two touchdowns? Yeah. That was still one of the illest battles I've ever seen from a, a, a defensive back and a wide receiver. And the next time I saw a battle like that, honestly, from my eyes, was Roddy White versus um, – it was Roddy White and Mr. Sherman. Yeah. So, I mean – Damn, bro, are you really gonna do this to me? I I have to go. I have to go prime time. I have to go prime time. Now hold now now I gotta hit you with another one. So prime time wins that matchup. Better cornerback, prime time or Charles Woodson? Ooh. See, Woodson will hit you. Deion's <laughs> 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 gonna catch it, intercept it. Woodson's <laughs> gonna hit you. <laughs> right. So you know, you know what? If I had to pick one to have on my team, because I think yeah. Deion's better, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Woodson. Right. He go- yeah, he he brings the pick. Shut that name down. Deion, he's looking for the pick. He's looking for everything. Charles Woodson on play position. So right. I, if I'm building a team, I gotta go with him. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. So we'll we'll move the basketball now. Better defender. Kawhi Leonard or Scottie Pippen? Scottie got six rings, bro. Scott, Scottie helped, you know, MJ ain't getting nothing. It's not just rings, but it's such a big thing. MJ ain't getting no rings without Scottie, bro. Facts, facts. MJ was getting bounced out the first round without Scottie. So, I mean, Kawhi does his thing, and he did, but I feel like in Toronto, he looked like more of a defensive presence than he has all season this year. Thank well, you for playing back-to-back, Kawhi. Right. Welcome back to the NBA. Right. But, um... Nah, nah. He, he's he's great, but I feel like the claw. He left the claw in Toronto. Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie to you too. Once once you put on that Clippers jersey, you were Clippers scum, and you are eliminated from any <laughs> from any categories in regards to goat and greatest. So, uh, all right, who would you rather have, Allen Iverson or mm. Steph Curry? Yo, where do you get these questions from, bro? That's wild. Seeing what they're both doing by themselves right now, I, I'm gonna take AI because Steph is a man, but he, he's struggling. Bro. <laughs> he's struggling. <laughs> you saw the team that AI took to the finals, bro. Listen, nah. listen, but listen, he's he's played well this season. In regards to having that, he's team played where, well. He's yeah, played well. Yeah, where they where they're at, you know, I didn't think that they would even be this competitive. So so shouts to Steph Curry for doing all he can to keep that dumpster fire afloat. Um, but uh, okay, so you're taking AI. I gotta take AI. Better shooter, would you take Ray Allen or Reggie Miller? I don't think the Knicks fan in me can let me take Reggie Miller. (laughs) I don't think I'm allowed to pick. (laughs) But nah, Reggie was definitely deadlier. Ray Allen did it longer. He saved LeBron's career. Had a great movie about him. But I mean, Reggie Miller was just killing the Knicks, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then how? And does Ray Allen? I mean, the iconic shot that Ray Allen took. Well, he has a couple iconic shots actually. He did it for Boston too. But I don't think it's better than the. Than, oh yeah. <laughs> it's not oh, better yeah. than that, bro. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. You oh, yeah. To Reggie. You got that was one of the most iconic games. I'll still watch that game when it comes to NBA Classic. Reggie bro. Reggie Miller was a problem. Problem, man. All right, better, better big man. Would you mm. take? Would you rather take Hakeem Olajuwon, or would you take Patrick Ewing? Well, I mean, didn't Olajuwon beat you? Oh, see, <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is terrible. You're making me like the championship rings guy, like, and I don't feel like I'm that guy at all. I feel that's like what, I'm, 
That's what you sound like, like right now, though. I know, I know. Nah, I'm gonna rock with you and man. They threw my man out of Nick. Well, they, I, don't, I don't like how the Knicks is handling him. I got, I got to He had, he had to have a win, so I'm gonna give him that win. I'm gonna take you. Shout out to Pat. Shout out to Pat. For real, for real. Um. Okay. Let's see. I, I I'm not asking a goat question. I don't ask that question. But here's what I'm gonna ask you. This is going to trip you up. You may end up getting mad at me. Um. Who is your greatest athlete of all time in any sport oh oh my greatest athlete of all time any sport he doesn't get the recognition he deserves and i can even make arguments against him but i'm going to say in the past in my lifetime it has to be floyd mayweather he plays a singular sport he's by himself he can't count on anybody else the guy's 50 and 0 it's boxing you you don't even, even if you're cherry picking, even if you're cherry picking, you don't get to 50 and 0 in professional boxing without being one of the greatest of all time. His style is a little boring. I can definitely pick five boxers that I like more, but the fact that you can't hit the guy in a contact sport and he's done it for 15 plus, more, more like what, 17, 18. He had a long career for a boxer. No, 20 he, plus. Cause he started, he started when he was 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty plus. He 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 ended the game. He um he retired on his feet. He he doesn't. Have, he's not missing anything out of his. He came in not being able to read, so it's not like boxing did that to him. Like nah, he he has to get his flowers. He doesn't because of that whole abuse. And I understand you got to ding him. I mean, it's not just a regular award. It's also a person award. But if we're just strictly talking about the athletic feats, I can't say Tom Brady. I want to. He's won. Does he look better than Aaron Rodgers or even Peyton Manning at their best? We had this argument. Yeah. I think he statistically did he ever look better than them? No, 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 no. like athletically, can he? How can he run a hundred yards? Like we no. don't know that. No. So like, nah, I, I would definitely. I, I mean, but it's going to be somebody from the solo sports. It's going to be my top is going to be Floyd, then possibly Tiger, and then Serena because they don't have teammates to to, to lean on. They got to okay. do this by themselves. So that's that's I, you know, that's that's fair, man. I, I I respect that answer. I like I like that Floyd answer. That, that's that's a good one, man. That's a good one. My my answer to that question would be, um, Usain Bolt. That's my guy. Mm. That's my guy. Mm. I think I think he's the greatest athlete to ever walk this planet. Because yeah. because of his size, that speed, it just doesn't make sense. You don't have speed and power in that type of frame. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So you know, I I love your Floyd answer. Great answer, my man. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Um, Definitely, brother. Yeah, man. So you know, thank you for coming on the show, and I'll, I'll probably have you again, and, and just 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 calm down on the sports betting because you're 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 crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shout out to you, bro. Shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. Shout out to you. I mean, I had to begin this luck. I jumped on that early. Right, I was right, like, listen, I, I, I'm not I, even going to question. I ain't going to argue. <laughs> jumping on it, bro. I took I took one shot. I hit my shot. I'm retired now. That's it. Hey, listen. I'm undefeated, baby. Undefeated. That's, that's what's up, man. So I, I'll talk to you, man. All right, brother. Take care. I'd like to thank my man Jeff for coming on the show. He definitely knows football. He has a lot of knowledge with that, so definitely a great conversation. The only thing I didn't like is him talking about the Clippers having a chance at winning a championship. No. No. But coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Saturday. It's all even. 
Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, yeah, we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up, man? What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out to somebody on your podcast? Yeah, let me get the joint. What's up? All Even. All Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> oh, we put this on something. All Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you got well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump in the camera? All Even Podcast, right? Yeah, All Even. Shout out to All Even Podcast, right? All yeah. Even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to All Even Podcast. He cool? 100%. He cool? Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 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 Oh.
just the way the cookie crumbles. It's just the way things can be able to flip just like that. Everybody thinks that he's this model citizen and, you know, this great guy. And he may still be that guy. But if this is true, we are looking at a level 10 creep boss. <laughs> he's a Bowser. He's Bowser level. Bowser level with the creepness. Like, this is, I don't know, man. I don't know when these guys are going to learn. Looks like a smart guy, but maybe he isn't. Maybe he's been getting hit with a lot of dummy sticks. Maybe he was crossing the street one day and a dummy truck hit him. I, I don't know. Plays football. Maybe he got too many dummy sacks. I, I don't know. Don't know. But what I do know is that if this is true, he has no sophistication in his game. <laughs> Zero. No game. <laughs> the man has two starting fives and two benches <laughs> accusing him of being a, a a creep. He's gotten out of tons of jams as a quarterback. You know, <laughs> I'd love to see him get out of this one. So Deshaun Watson, you have a conga line of people calling you a creep and one of the biggest losers out there. But you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys next week on Tuesday. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.